0: It's New Year's Eve, and this is episode number 69 of The Homeowner Show. Whether you're DIY or looking to hire, we're here to help you find the best information and options for you and your home. My name is Kevin Hackett, and here with me is Craig Williams.
1: Hello, 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 and happy new year, and good tidings, and old lang sy, and how do you say that? I don't even know how it goes. Well, Should, that was Christmas. Is that is that Christmas? Yeah. Should. No. Old acquaintance be forgot. Okay. New yeah? years. Kind of wishing that about you right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't don't listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about.
1: We'll, we'll make up in 2020. It'll Maybe. be fine. Yeah, we'll see. So, everything good, Kev? Everything's good. Good because we would usually have something to talk about at the beginning of the show, but we but, don't. But what well, we do, what but else? I don't think any of it could be as interesting as what our guest has to talk about because she's here to actually talk about something very specific. You know, that's pretty thematic. With yeah. with the New Year's time, sure. However, uh, our our guest Lisa had had a very interesting. Uh, well, interesting is is probably like the, the politically correct way to describe how what happened to you.
2: Yeah, there's other words. I <laughs> get- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, traumatic
1: would be it's stressful. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. horrible, <laughs> awful. So just expensive. Just, yeah, like if so, like maybe maybe if there's somebody out there that's like I had I didn't have a great 2019. You're like, listen, my, my, my 2018 and my, wh- what years did this happen to you?
2: Uh, it actually happened twice. Right. It happened Memorial day, 2016, for uh-huh. that first flood. And then it happened again, uh, for Harvey.
1: For Harvey. Which was yep. 17. Yeah. Yep. So. And he, then, yeah. So, so, so go ahead, go ahead. So let everybody know what happened. So we flooded.
2: Oh gosh. And, um, the first flood we rebuilt, we had flood insurance, we rebuilt. And then we took some landscaping precautions and we built the berm around the house okay and we put in some pumps on the inside of the berm so when it rains it'll flush the water out
1: kind of making it like disneyland
2: yeah All yeah right. and it was <laughs> it was sodded and we had it was it was intricate and it would have worked had harvey <laughs> oh, not <man>. sat <laughs> <It> w- <laughs> over us for the extent of time mm-hmm. that it did so when harvey came yeah just right over the berm oh some <laughs> pumps stopped House flooded again. And I mean, we're like not a, talking. The
1: pumps quit.
2: And pumps gave up.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Did they like burn out or? Uh,
2: it was, they were just pumping back into the water. Oh. The, the uh, whole there property. There was nowhere for it to go. Yeah. The whole property just completely was oh infelible. We have five acres. Okay. And whoever built the house did not build it above the elevation Oh, the okay. flood plane. So, and we did, we came from Jersey. All right. Don't know what a flood plain is. <laughs> We've done a mountain. Yeah. So. <laughs> Don't know what a plane is. Yeah. <laughs> so we didn't know to ask for elevation certifications and whatnot. So now we're dealing with this house is flooded for the it, second d- time.
1: To be fair to you, most people around here until then didn't know to ask for it either. <laughs> right. So we're,
2: we're very knowledgeable Jersey people now. Yeah. So, yeah. Jeez. So it, the water went over the berm. Oh, some pumps gave up, came into the house, flooded again. So, um, yeah. So I swore this was not going to happen a third time. Mm-hmm. And so we lifted our house. Nice. Wow. Foundation and all. Okay. So we have a twenty five hundred square foot ranch. Mm-hmm. And when you lift the house, it goes by the square footage of the foundation. Okay. Okay. So, you know, a two story home, smaller foundation, easier, less, you know, money and all that. Right. So this was a project. Yeah. So yeah, it was a very interesting long process. We were out of the house for nine months between <sighs> yeah, between Building it back from the flooding, and then it was another four months for the lift.
1: Oh man! So did you did you restore the house first and then lift it, or did you lift it and
2: then restore it? The intention was restore the house, get a a refinance or some kind of money because we've except we realized that we can't completely rebuild the house because we have to lift it. Right. So we can't reattach a lot of the. Plumbing, electrical, it can't be a working house. We have to lift it. Mortgage company wouldn't give us any kind of refinance or anything because it wasn't a livable house at mm. the point we needed the money. Mm, so it's a it's a process. <laughs> yeah. So we basically told them. <laughs> So I'm hand, doing hand gestures. Yeah,
1: if you're not watching this on YouTube, there's
2: <laughs> the bank was
1: told to go do some things. Yes,
2: <laughs> and we said, "Fine, we're going to do this." And so, uh, my husband did some research, found some funding, and we fortunately we're in a financial position. We can do this. And so we started the ball rolling on lifting the house and they, it was three months of them digging and preparing the house to lift. And then it was two days of lifting. wow! (laughs) That was it two days. And it was up. We lifted it three and a half feet. Oh wow. wow. Yeah. And then it was another month after that of building back because now you have this house that's up in the air. How do you get in it? Yeah. You know, and it was the garage was lifted too. So how do you get your cars in the garage? garage. Yeah, it's all one. Everything that was on the original pour of the foundation had to go up. Couldn't cut away anything. Yeah.
1: So did y'all just end up making the garage taller?
2: No, no, because the whole concrete foundation went up. Oh my gosh. So we
0: got a ramp it, or uh, yeah, you just put a lift on your vehicle.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That probably would have been cheaper, actually. But yeah, no, we built a, a. Concrete ramp, okay, and to go up and and the uh, the hole is now skirted with uh, cedar, and hmm. actually it looks gorgeous now. Oh, it I looks bet. ten times better than it did before. There yeah. you go. But yeah, it was an amazing process. They they dig trenches underneath the house in a crosswise pattern by hand. Yeah, the guys with buckets. And yeah. Buckets. But literally they were, one guy would go under and another guy would come out with a bucket, dump the you know, dump the dirt, go back under. You and, can't
0: really get under there with an excavator.
2: No. No, it was literally hands and knees, and uh, you could not pay me enough to do this. Mm-mm. No way. Those guys, I hope they make lots of money. It yeah. was <laughs> <laughs> they probably don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but man. And uh yeah, and then after all that's dug, they take these Cement columns mm-hmm. and they vibrate them down to the point of refusal, where is different. Some areas are eight feet deep, some are 22 feet deep, whatever the ground stops. And that's the piers. So we have 140 or 50 piers under our wow. foundation, under concrete foundation. Wow. All done by an engineer and mm-hmm. figure it all out so it doesn't fall down. Sure. And, um, Yeah. And then two days, the house gets lifted with this truck that has all these hydraulics on it. They come in and they do jacks, I guess like a foundation leveling, but on steroids. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, they lift it all in nine inch increments. And uh, then they eventually take the jacks away. (laughs) And and you cross your fingers and go, please don't fall. You know, I just kept saying, don't break my house. Don't break my house. So, uh, yeah, we have a portico over uh, the garage part and you could see that it didn't go up as much and you could see it kind of bowed. So at the end they had to like go do and, and do like a little bit more. Little adjustments. To, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but it like was house
1: chiropractors. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was fascinating. And, mm. and uh, yeah. then it was another month of us being able to access the house, building everything back that we needed to get back in. Cause you couldn't live in it until that. And then, I think not until just recently did we finally finish the last piece of the puzzle.
0: Mm.
2: Uh, The staining, was that the last thing? I think the staining. Of all the cedar, the cedar. And, and all that stuff. Which
0: cedar is beautiful, but it, you know, a lot of people don't realize that cedar doesn't warp. It doesn't, it's, it's very water resilient.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we, we stained it. Um, we have a metal roof, so it's kind of the same color yeah. as the roof now. And, and it's, it's nice. And it's finally after... And in essence, three years from the first flood. Oh, man. So that rebuilding, we were only in the house 11 months, and then it flooded again. And then we were out for the nine months. And then all this contractors coming, contractors coming, contractors coming. Um, We finally have peace. (laughs) You you must really love where you live.
1: Yes.
0: And you must love the house. Yes. Because some people would just either move or they would
2: level the house and start over. And that's the thing. We were looking at that. And we love the neighborhood. We would never leave the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was not an option. So the question was level it and rebuild or lift it. And dollars was about the same. Oh, okay. Mm. (laughs) And yeah, it was actually probably going to be faster to lift it. To lift it. it. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, like, demo and then complete because we could move back in as soon as it was lifted and sure. we had access yeah all the other pretty stuff you know could oh, you leave, leave your in furniture piece. in and everything well we, we lost it all in the flood so oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing, nothing
0: there. <laughs> you know you know Craig some people have what they you know call a pier and beam house right Sounds like they've got a pier slab house. Yeah, and slab. yeah. exactly. <laughs> Which I've never heard of, and you may be one of the only people in the world that have a pier in slab it's house.
2: Quite possible, and you can actually see. My husband did a time lapse video of the oh. whole thing. Um, I need to see that. It's on the the. <laughs> company that did our house okay. raise. It's, it's Okay, It's right on the homepage and you can see it. I mean, it's, it's quick because it was only the two days and it was nine inch increments. Sure. And I think it was five increments of nine or something like that. Um, well, I know this is
1: something, I, I, there was a news story not too long ago about uh, a, a lot of houses down on Buffalo Bayou mm-hmm. having to have this done because, and in, in like insurance companies were actually willing to kick in for it Yeah, because they were tired of all these houses flooding all the time.
2: If you have flood insurance, there is a program called the ICC, which you then, there's like an a application process and uh-huh. all this stuff that they will contribute X amount of dollars towards mitigation of your flooding. Okay. And for the most part, that's lift your house. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, so that was a small, very small portion uh-huh. of the cost of lifting the house that we did get covered. So, um, but yeah,
1: better than nothing, I guess.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, it was definitely. And, and I'm just glad praise God that we are not in debt. And we, you know, we were in the right position because if anything, Any other circumstance it we may have had to walk away.
3: Mm.
2: But yeah, we love our neighborhood and that's why we did it. We didn't want to move. Yeah. So (laughs) that's that's an amazing story. Yeah. Wow. And when you see the video, you'll be like,
0: Yeah. (laughs) I can't wait yeah (laughs) let's stop this right now and go go watch the video pause (laughs) (laughs) wow that that truly is amazing um so uh thanks for sharing for sure um did anyone else in your neighborhood end up doing the same same kind
1: of no one else flooded oh really oh
2: yeah because we're the only ones yeah and it's because when they built the house originally it was below the floodplain Mm. and so it it could have been avoided had they brought dirt and it just had the foundation high enough
0: yeah. which would have been a fairly inexpensive process to bring more dirt yeah yep <laughs> oh man so
2: I mean we're we're our neighborhood is acreage lots so we're set back so nobody could really see what was going on mm. which was beneficial because it was a war zone I bet. Yeah. um yeah but the after is is beautiful. So Mom. it was it was well worth it. But it was extremely stressful and we were displaced. You know, we were living in a five hundred square foot guest house of a friend with eight our eight dogs. Oh my <laughs> so, so, you know, and it and in the segue is, you know what I do now for a living is nutritional coaching. Mm-hmm. And if I was successful <laughs> in not gaining weight during that extremely <laughs> stressful time, anybody can do it. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, that's a perfect segue. Yeah. Thanks no, I mean, for segueing
1: well And this, this is the reason we, why we wanted to have you in is because like it's, it's new year's. That's right. You know, and this, this is the time of year when people start, you know, either making resolutions, making goals, making plans. And, and and like the number one goal that most people set at new year's, is to lose weight, mm-hmm. um, and, and which you know, if if that's the number one goal, you got to imagine that most people recognize that that's a problem for most everybody yep. is that they're they're not at the weight they want to be. And so we want, we wanted to talk to you and see, you know, what, what are, what are some good strategies and, and helpful tips. And we even had some, some questions from Facebook that we'll, we'll, we'll throw at you later. Um, but uh, just, just to get us started, how did you, how did you even get into this business?
2: Oh boy. Okay. So, um, I, I lost my own weight first. Okay. So I lost 120 pounds. Oh my My gosh. Yeah. And, uh, it was a lifetime of enjoying food. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't eat for stress. I didn't eat for emotions. I, I've always lived a good life. And, you know, we, we are happy. And um, But I was a dancer, not a stripper. Uh, a a <laughs> <laughs> professional dancer. And at that time, I ate. I mean, I was dancing five, six hours a day, six, seven days a week. You could eat whatever you want. I wanted. could eat whatever I right. wanted. And yeah. I did. Yeah. I mean, good, bad, indifferent. Um, I burned out in my mid 20s and I stopped dancing and I've never danced since but at that time I kept eating like I was dancing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: and well, I realized and that's probably hard because I would expect that you didn't know how not to eat that right. way. Right. Absolutely. Like, that was just I mean at, at some point normal becomes everyday, mm-hmm. right? Instead yeah. of the other way around.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean uh, and it was not healthy food either. I mean it wasn't even like salad and chicken it was mcdonald's who eats salad and chicken i do now (laughs) (laughs) okay just check it. okay so yeah so i burned out i stopped dancing and and i just kept eating and then um i i realized i was gaining weight and i went to start get active again but not dance and you know one or two hours a week doing taekwondo and still eating like i was dancing or for five or six hours it doesn't it's not equivalent. Right. So kept gaining, kept gaining. Met my husband, um, got married, built a house, uh, went back to college, got a new career. I became a dental hygienist, very sedentary. Uh, you sit on your butt all day and, you know, you, you talk to people I'm not up and about gain weight topped out at 275. Hmm. So I'm only five, well, only I'm five, eight. So two, 275 pounds is a lot of weight to be lugging around for somebody who's five, eight and a female. And um, tried to lose weight here and there, yo-yo, weight watchers, bars and shakes, all that stuff. It would work a little. It would come back. It wasn't sustainable. Mm. Uh-huh. Um, then I had to have, and, and I always share this, and some guys are like, oh, I don't want to know that. But I share this because a lot of clients can understand it. I had to have a hysterectomy. Okay. And that checks with your hormones. Mm-hmm. And then if you're on HRT, hormone replacement therapy or not, it's never the same as it was before. Um and so even harder to control my weight. Yeah. And at that point, my doctor actually I had a personal trainer at that point who mentioned the word ketogenic diet, I had no idea what it was. I've still, at this point, even gaining all this weight, didn't educate myself about nutrition. And and what year was that? The the surgery was 2012, and it took me two years to find a ketogenic diet. Yeah, and and, I mean, there have been keto diets
0: around for a very long time. Yes. But necessarily going out and finding that term right. is difficult yeah. to do at that point, right? I mean, we, we we didn't hit that until, and what did keto, you know, quote unquote keto diet, when did that really hit? Oh,
2: I, I think it's still only really hitting, you yeah, know, exactly in the correct way. So I can understand my point there yeah. is I
0: can understand why it was difficult for you to find yeah. a way to get there whenever he mentioned it.
2: And I think the only reason he knew about it, because he was a personal trainer, um, but in the bodybuilding sphere, they do keto before a show Mm -hmm. because they need to really lose a lot of water weight. So that's probably the only reason he knew of it. He probably recommended it not knowing really nutritional ketogenic diet or whatever. But I went to my doctor and I asked, hey, is this something? She said, yes. Okay. Didn't give me any info really. I went and started doing my homework and I found a great group online called Keto Gains. And um, it's a Nutritional ketogenic diet with a focus on weight training and resistance training. Okay, and so how to follow a ketogenic diet and build muscle, lose fat, burn burn fat in whether it's from your body because you're overweight or from food because you're trying to gain, mm. um, and then build muscle. And uh, Luis Villasenor, he uh, is the owner, and now with Tyler Cartwright, and they were. Fantastic. And in 2014, November 20th, 2014 is when I found it, when I started and it clicked, it worked. Now it works for me. And I know it works for many other people as well, but it's not necessarily for everybody. Right. Um, So I lost my weight, joined some boot camps they offer there, started adminning and modding for them. And now I'm actually a coach for them. Okay. And so I work for Keto Gains. Um, and at the same time, I started my own business because that is group coaching that they do in their boot camps. Uh, I started my own business for one-on-one for the local area here um, because I found that while group coaching is fantastic, that a lot of people, especially Mothers or corporate people need more one-on-one. They mm-hmm. need more accountability and more support. The, the macros, the calorie counting, the tracking food and all, that's that's the easy part. It's the accountability and the support. And keeping you on track for what your personal goal is, is the hard part. Mm-hmm. And that's really where New Year's Eve comes in. You know, people in general, they just have to eat less if they want to lose weight. Sure but it's eating less in a healthy way. So they're not going to lose muscle because a lot of times keto, especially um, they don't eat enough protein. If they're following the medical keto for fat loss, mm-hmm. it's eat lots of fat, it's butter chuggers, it's <laughs> fat bombs. It's, you know, high calorie coffee and, and meal replacements and things like that. And they're not getting enough whole food proteins. Um, so, yeah, keto gains, and then just started educating myself about nutrition. Um, I started getting certifications on nutrition, mm-hmm. um, and all the while I was still doing dental hygiene, mm. and it tied together so well because it's science and it's nutrition with your teeth. Yeah. You know, it's it's the same the same kind of diet that benefits your teeth benefits your body. Mm. So. That's kind of, and I started it and and that's kind of where we're at now. It's been over a year that I've been uh, the owner of Your Lean Life and uh, very successful with the clients that have gone through. You know, awesome, I'm losing lots of body fat.
1: Real quick, you, you mentioned uh, a term when you were when you were talking about uh, in, when you were saying some things about nutrition. You said macros. Ah. that is something I've heard come up quite a bit. When I've heard other people talk about nutrition, mm-hmm. I don't even know what that is.
2: Macro is short for macronutrient, so okay. it's protein, carbs, and fat. Okay. So when you track macros or your your if it fits your macros, it's basically how much protein you need, how much carbs you need, how much fat you need. Okay. And the protein i base on your personal stats so you know you may have one set of protein you may have another set of protein it's going to be based on age height weight Mm -hmm. body fat percent it's not just about the scale okay it's the overall body composition but those macros are kind of formulated on a person by person basis right which is
1: why you might need someone to actually guide you guide you yeah yeah Yeah. because i mean what how do you even determine that
2: i mean that's the thing there's lots of calculators online you can try and find Mm -hmm. whether they're going to be a personal enough for you or even close to correct (laughs) (laughs) you know um it's questionable you know and and like keto gains is fantastic they they have a free calculator pretty much only for keto though Okay. With your lean life, I kind of cover low carb and even I've even had some clients who just can't give up some certain things and so they're kind of like in this standard American diet but let's get it a little healthier. I have a yeah. focus on whole foods. I don't like bars, I don't like shakes unless it's a pre-workout. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, there's a there's a lot of little details and it's a person by person thing. Yeah, so
0: there's another term that you used that um that that we've echoed keto a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Keto is short for ketosis. Or ketogenic. Or Or ketogens. Mm -hmm. And so can you explain what that is? That's deep. Okay.
2: Okay. (laughs) Can you give a flyover? Yes, I'll give you the the, the short version is basically the human body, um, their main fuel source is carbohydrates. And so anytime you eat carbohydrates, it's using that for fuel. Um, If you have... Excess body fat. Wouldn't it be great if you could utilize your body fat as your fuel? So by following a ketogenic diet, you are kind of forcing your body by restricting your carb in your carbohydrate intake, you're forcing your body to find another fuel source instead of that carbohydrate that you eat. Um, And so it looks to the fat and Mm. so it helps you burn your body fat quicker Okay. Maybe not quicker, but more efficiently. Um, And there's also less inflammation held, so you hold less water. Um, And it is, it is, it works as long as it's done correctly. Yeah, because I think
0: a lot of people, they hear that and they hear, oh, people are losing. Bukus of weight doing this and many times they're doing it very quickly uh-huh. um, and, and there's a reason for that just what you said I mean you're talking about inflammation you're talking about water weight you're water talking weight, about yep. you know you're, you're talking about switching over pretty quickly to a different type of fuel and your body only knows to begin with to burn what it knows to burn. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to start with those carbs and it's going to burn those first and then it's going to go to the other stuff. And so yep. as your body's doing this whole thing, you can lose weight very, very quickly. Um,
2: but- and the key word is weight. What I like to stress and my tagline is lose fat. Mm-hmm. Because you can lose weight by losing muscle? Yeah. You could, you know, dismember an arm. You can, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, right. cut your long hair.
1: There are faster ways. <laughs> yeah.
2: But, you know, you don't and and a lot of my clients, I I have them I have them track their weight daily, but I don't want them focusing on the scale. Yeah. Right. Because we take measurements, we take pictures. There's there's body composition changes that are more beneficial than just what the scale says, especially if I can get them into some resistance training. I myself, am I weightlift mm-hmm. and building that muscle, especially as we age and, and women, bone health is so much tied with resistance training. Mm. And so by feeding yourself what you need, A, to burn fat, B, to provide the protein and amino acids to your body. And then if you're also building muscle, then your scale weight, it's not going to be necessarily a, a downward, you know, every single day. It, the trend will go down, but you're going to build muscle. You're going to lose fat, water weight switches as you, you know, inflame from lifting. And then you, you know, take two days off, your weight may go down a little bit. So it's it's an ebb and a flow. Sure. So, yeah, the, the key is... I try to get them not to focus on scale weight. It's let's, let's lose the body fat and change the body composition. Which,
1: which you said a word just meant it reduces inflammation, which mm-hmm. that's, that's a big one right now going around the, in a lot of health circles is like, you know, things that reduce inflammation mm-hmm. in your body. I, th- I think that's exactly what you're talking about yeah. right there. Right. Because I mean like Car-
2: processed carbohydrates really do a lot of inflammation. And if that's what your normal diet is, you don't realize. And then once you cut it out, you just you naturally start to lose a lot of the water, and that's because you're cutting down on the inflammation. Yeah, is, so.
1: and for those that don't know, what is inflammation? Of, I mean, like, what are we talking about when we say that? It's
2: just it, inflammation is your body's reaction to. An irritant. I guess that's yeah. the best kind of way to put it. Um, but that can come from good sources as well, like lifting weight. You're breaking down muscle, right. it's inflaming the muscle. But there's also negative inflammations of your joints and, and things like that. So any inflammation will retain water. We just would rather it not be from a poor diet. Yeah, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <You> yeah. <know? laughs> I would rather it be from go lift some weight. <laughs> yeah, and like inflammation and can
1: also like can it like also reduce like blood flow and and different things like that.
2: I, uh, it's not, it's not so much, I mean, yes and no, it, that starts bordering into medical,
1: medical stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh.
2: So it's like, it, it, there's a lot of reasons, there can be health issues going on that have nothing to do with diet that yeah. would cause inflammation, arthritis and, and rheumatoid arthritis, other things like that too. So always want to get yourself checked by a doctor first, yes. but yeah. nutrition wise, a keto diet, can reduce inflammation.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the things you mentioned was the difference between weight and muscle and fat and these sorts of things. And and one of the things that really came into my, my brain. So, um, you know, I, have always uh, growing up, I was always just the little dude. I mean, when I graduated high school, um, I graduated at 125 pounds 18 years old so i was i was a little dude i'm five foot seven i was five foot seven at that point i think maybe five foot six at that point (laughs) pretty short still am pretty short but uh when i graduated college i was at 155 but i spent a good amount of my college years lifting weights Mm -hmm. and did did so with a buddy that was very into that and we did it in a very healthy and efficient way um but you know, then a few years after that, I continued doing that. I got married and I still weighed that 155, 158, somewhere around in there. And then at one point, I mean, I was up to 180 and I realized like the, the thing is, um, first of all, that's overweight for me. Yeah. I really needed to be at 155 to 160. It's where my body needs to be. But I got there by building muscle. Right. I didn't get that. By building fat. I gained that 125 to 155 in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. But I need I needed to get back down to that. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people and what's what's in here's something that I find really, really interesting is most people don't know what their ideal body weight is. Mm-hmm. I think that most people, whenever whenever I would tell someone I need to be down to 155, they're like, Holy cow, you'd be like skin and bones. I'm like, no, I really wouldn't be. Yeah. I'd be healthy though. Yeah. yeah. You know, and and I think that a lot of people would would Be shocked to look at an obese, a, a quote unquote American obesity chart. Oh, yes, to see that for me, um, at five foot seven, I think 175 is obese, and now we use that word very flippantly, loosely, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and obesity is something that is not far off from your ideal body weight. It's a weight.
2: norm now, unfortunately, it, it is, yeah, it is. yeah. And
0: so that's that's one of the things that I find so fascinating about this whole topic, is the the amount of well, just the lack of education that is out there, and and you know I think we have a hard time because we live such a fast paced life that we eat what we can find when we can find it as quickly as we can get it down our body. Um, and a lot of us that have families, it's like, my kids like chicken nuggets and mashed potatoes and, you know, they like, you know, stuff that's, that's, you know, not very healthy for you, mac and cheese, those sorts of things. And so what do we do? We wind up eating the things that our kids eat. And so all of a sudden you look back and you can see, (laughs) you can see how quickly this happens. So, Um, I I guess another question that I've got for you is, what do you see as some of the major barriers that people come across whenever it comes to, I need to lose weight, I found you or or someone who can help me figure out how to do this? What are the major barriers you see?
2: Forming, excuse me, forming new habits, Mm. like the breaking the old habits that, they're reluctant to break for whatever reason and forming ones that are going to get them moving in the direction they need to move in. And one of the hardest ones for people to start with is planning and, and you hit on it with, Oh, I'm busy. Oh, I've got the kids and whatnot. I practice what I preach, what I preach. Mm -hmm. I, every Sunday I am meal prepping for five days. I don't think about food Monday through Friday. I just grab a Tupperware.
3: Mm.
2: Uh, If like next week, I'm not prepping because it's the holidays. I've got family coming in. They're not going to want to see me eat out of a Tupperware. I am still planning what I'm going to eat. So I use Chronometer, which is an app. Um, There's a free version, a paid version. And I will literally put in my whole day's worth of meals based on my macros, my protein, carbs, and fat. um, So that I know even if we go out, I know what I can choose. Okay. Because every restaurant has chicken breast. Every restaurant has a steak that tells you how many ounces it is or whatnot. Yeah. And I've learned and I teach my clients how to eyeball things if they don't have a a food scale. Um, But I when I do prep, everything gets weighed. And everything gets packaged in an in eating portion and I eat off of my plan. Now that took, that did not happen overnight. <laughs> <laughs> that took a lot of discipline. And then that discipline became habit and the habit became autopilot. Right. And so now that's what I try and impart on my clients. So that's probably the hardest thing for people to really click on is getting that, the discipline to form the habits to get the autopilot because right. then life is much easier when you're not thinking yeah. About the food that you have to be eating next, yeah, because and you I can think, do that with your kids too.
0: Sure, I, that makes a lot of sense to me I, because I think it's easy for someone to say, you know what, like I like ice cream too much, so I'm going to mm-hmm. stop eating ice cream, or I, I like cokes, uh, so I, or I, I'm just going to stop drinking anything but water. And those things are all very good, but at the end of the day, that in and of itself is not going to get you. Yeah. where And you wind up becoming frustrated, yep. and then you just are like, well. Screw it, I'm gonna do it anyway. Yeah. And I'm gonna eat that ice cream. I'm gonna drink that Coke. I'm gonna do whatever. And I I think what you're saying is this this is a complete lifestyle lifestyle change because it is the it is the reason, in my opinion, that people get two weeks into a diet after New Year's and I then they're up. done. Yeah. Because it's it's hard. Yeah. And it is hard. Mm-hmm. And they don't have enough. They don't have enough people behind them helping them and there's a lot of things that go into the the psyche. It's retraining the brain.
2: And it really takes about eight weeks to form a new habit. Mm. And so that's that's one of the reasons why I have my program is eight weeks. And then they're part of a, a group that Current and former clients are part of, so if they need continued support. But I have plenty of clients who will renew another eight weeks because they're not where they want to be yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it takes eight weeks to form a habit. So when somebody's frustrated after two weeks, I'm like, "Oh, honey, we all been there. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> just keep going." We
1: got six weeks. Pick You're yourself
2: good. <laughs> up. You know, just shake yourself off. Don't look back. You're not going that way. You're going forward. Keep going. Just start fresh. And uh, it, it's funny when you had said New Year's, everybody wants to start a new resolution. Yeah. Now is when you start the resolution. Yeah. yeah, you you got two weeks. You're gonna screw yourself if you're you know <laughs> if you have an intention of doing something in the future, take small steps now. You don't mm-hmm. have to go full in, but you know, like you said, the soda or whatever. You know, if, if you if that's something It's called you know, Cokes down here, by the way. Cokes, oh <laughs> I'm from Jersey. It's a Jersey thing. <laughs> Sorry, I could resist where,
1: it. So where is Jersey on this? Is it, is it is it pop? Is it is it Soda. Soda? Okay. All right. <laughs> <Soda>. All right. <laughs> right. Wanna be able to blend in Coke, if I Pepsi's, ever go. Got, all right. Yeah,
0: well <laughs> yeah, well well, you know, I, I, it, it's the, it's like if you come over to my house and say, Hey, you want a Coke? And you say sure and I'm gonna say, Okay, what kind? Coke. <laughs> okay, we have that, or you know, we've got Dr. Pepper. We got Sprite. Whatever. Anyway, uh, sorry to derail you, but the, the the point there that you were trying to make is drink water through the holidays.
2: Yeah, or or give yourself limits. I like smart goals um, where. I have my clients come up with lists of things they need to do to get themselves to the end goal. We talk a lot about smart goals, both in your lean life, as well as in the keto gains boot camps. Um, But then in your lean life, I also like to do stop, start and change. So I have them pick something they want to stop, something they want to start, something Mm -hmm. they want to change. And it's not going to be something that's going to happen immediately, but it's something that they just have on their radar. And they're going to work towards. Um, I have one client right now. Her her start was um, she wanted to maybe start journaling, and her ch- uh, her stop. What was it? Her other one um, was uh, she wanted to stop procrastinating. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, those two go really hand in hand. So if you start journaling, you're going to put your intentions down, and probably. Ease up on the procrastinating. Mm. So honestly, diet and reforming your thought patterns and all that around diet reach out to so much more than just what you're eating yeah. because it's setting all those new habits and and whatnot that you don't really realize tie in with food mm-hmm. and especially around this holiday season. Holy moly! Everything is food related and it shouldn't be social events should be about family, food, uh, family, (laughs) Family, friends, and fun And, and leave the food as just nutrition. You know, pick one meal that you're going to enjoy and then the rest just eat like a human being.
0: Yeah, I I
1: think a lot of people do use the holidays as an excuse to Mm -hmm. to overindulge. Yeah. For
0: sure. Yeah. And and you used a term there that we just, you just flew right over eat like a human being. Okay. (laughs) So, one of the things that I love about, for instance, the Atkins diet, um, which has been around forever, it seems like. uh, But one of the things I love, if you go read the book, Mm -hmm. uh, that the first, iteration of that book there's a chapter in there that talks about um the way the world began mm-hmm. and what did what did people eat well they ate a lot of things that they rummaged and forested for yeah. um, eventually you know they they started eating meat right they didn't eat bread no, there's nothing processed there's the nothing processed they, they didn't have flour they didn't have sugar mm-hmm. unless they got it from a food product and so you know they were talking about, um, when did when did man and and women first eat? When when were they eating sugary foods like fruit? Well, they were eating it in the summertime whenever it was when available it was yeah. when it was growing. And most of the time they're working harder and they're, you know, they're sweating differently. their Their body's doing different things during those year those months. Then you get back into you know the winter, fall, whatever, whenever those things aren't available, eat what. Yeah. was first invented, you know, and yep, I say invented, created, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, and, and paleo is a great option for yep. that type of lifestyle. And so when you really really kind of break it down to that, like you start to me that's where things started clicking. Yeah. When when I heard that for the first time, I thought, oh, so God didn't create bread. <laughs> <laughs> But no, but man did. Yeah. Right. And maybe I should eat the things that God created. And that changed my mindset quite a bit.
2: Yeah. And things are so over processed now and hyper palatable where it's, it's addicting. And I don't want to use that word to to lessen its importance as far as other things that can be addicting. But, you know, you get addicted to wanting a certain type of food at a certain time of day, Mm -hmm. or you, you know, you, oh, I've got to have my Starbucks, whatever, that's 400 calories when you break it down. And, you know, and, and so if you just go back to whole foods and you're eating the two or three times a day, you're going to be much more satiated, whether it's keto or low carb or paleo or, or whatever, It's going to be whole foods and it's going to be nutrient dense and you're going to be feeding your body what it needs, not tying it to emotion or stress or holidays or crazy family or whatever. And so that's why I don't wait till New Year's to start. Start addressing some of the things in your brain now Mm -hmm. that maybe you know in that your gut aren't really Connected with food the way they should be, or are connected with food the way they shouldn't be.
1: Yeah. When you say Whole Foods, you're not talking about the, the not supermarket. the store. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> and, and my iPhone always corrects it to the <laughs> to the store every time I type Whole Foods. I have to leave the S off, otherwise yeah, it capitalizes yeah. it. So. You,
0: one of the things that that I know you, you mentioned, you know, the addiction side of it. You know, people definitely get addicted to sugar. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's no doubt about that. No. It's it's not quite the same as an alcohol addiction, right. or But but it's still there, right? It, the, the same synapses that are firing, or they're doing the same things, yeah. right? Um, but I, I'm just curious. Like most people crave sugar, or if you're if you're heavy into sugar, you crave sugar on one level or the other, right? Whether it's ice cream or whatever it is, right? Do you find that you still, I mean, you. how long have you been doing uh, the, the keto lifestyle now? Five years. Five years. Okay. That's incredible. First of all, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, and so five years, do you find yourself still craving things, but maybe even on a healthy level or you just don't crave
2: food anymore? No. I mean, there's times where I'd be like, Ooh, I could go for a such and such, but it doesn't fit in with my goals. Mm. So if I wanted to, you know, throw aside my goal for a moment, then it, it's not a craving the same way that you're asking it. Yeah, sure. You know, for me, it's more of like, Oh, I haven't had such and such in a while, but to me, it's not important enough to, to go for because I haven't had it in so long. And yeah, when we are talking about New Jersey, the joke is, you know, pizza and bagels down here. Mm. Sorry, you guys don't even. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not the same, not in the same league. And right? it used to be that every time we'd go back up to Jersey, I'd get pizza and i get bagels and, you know, uh, 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 even when I was trying to be good. Right. Mm. And I don't do that anymore. Mm. And, you know, I'll go up and see my sister and, and they'll have bagels and, and I'll just be like, you know what? That's, it's not my thing anymore. Mm. I don't need that mental comfort and and i think that's what it was it was hearkening of you know oh this was my memories of jersey as pizza and bagels well i like the memories of my thinner hips now (laughs) than i do of the pizza and the bagels you know i like what i see in pictures and on the scale and and in my measurements way better than kind of going for something that wouldn't be ideal
0: Yeah. yeah yeah and i i think that i could see what you're saying like Maybe it's a maybe it's a steak that you Yeah. That you oh look I crave red to. meat all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I and I think that's but again, that, that can be very, very healthy for yeah. you. Um and so I, I could see like, oh, I haven't had that steak at that restaurant or I mm-hmm. haven't had that you know, I, I really like the way they prepare that chicken at that at that location. And so I could see how that kind of shifts. Yeah. From time to time, or, yeah. you know, but um, but your cravings wind up being different than totally than what you were experiencing before.
2: And even if uh, I'm, I'm a proponent of changing a recipe, so like I had a craving, you know, pizza, you think about, OK, well, what am I craving? You're craving garlic. You're craving oregano. You're craving maybe some cheese. Mm-hmm. You're not craving dough. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's the you flavors, make something that harkens back to that flavor. Yeah or the textures or the something along those lines. Like uh, I haven't eaten rice in in five, probably even more than five years actually, but Mm. uh, cauliflower rice I have now instead. And I love cauliflower rice. Sure. You
1: make some good uh, uh, fried rice with uh, cauliflower rice. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and I'll plug my website. There's recipes on there. There you go. Mm, (laughs) That I want to see. You can go check out all those recipes. They're all keto friendly. And I think one is low carb friendly, but I love using cauliflower rice now way better than I would have rice. Right. And you can make things like oatmeal. You know, if you've got a sweet craving, I make a sweet frittata or a sweet oatmeal with cauliflower rice and almond milk. And, and, you know, it's things like that. You just, I always have clients stop, think, what are you actually craving? You're not actually craving you know that the pizza you're craving the flavors that the pizza creates right so figure something out that yeah you can-
0: that that's that's awesome i i, I just want to uh give craig a, a little thumbs up for something when i i came over he made what was it that you made that one day that was chicken it was it was a was a chicken marsala that you made yeah yeah, yeah so so Craig, uh, for my for my wife's birthday and another one of our friends, uh, Micah, uh, for for their birthdays, he made invited us over made chicken marsala and he made uh, what I thought was just mashed potatoes, Ooh, but it was cauliflower, cauliflower mashed potatoes. Dish. And it was I, I I didn't first of all I need people to know I was not on a diet <laughs> at the time, and I didn't know they weren't mashed potatoes mm-hmm. and they were they're the best quote-unquote, mashed potatoes I have ever had in my life. Um, So... I know that there are people listening to this right now, Lisa, that are going, yeah, it's not the same. It doesn't taste the it's same. It's better. But, but, but I promise be. you, it can absolutely be better. It's all in how you prepare it. Yep. It's yep. all in the time that you take to make it. So, yep. um, that yeah. sauce
1: was not low carb though. I don't, <laughs> dude, I that was, that was an incredible meal. We got to do but, that again. Greg. But that, that's one of those. It's just worth it.
2: <laughs> but, and that's the thing. You can eat anything. Yeah. It's just if you're if you have a goal, you've got to rein it in a little bit. You know, like the the recipes that you make or the meals that you make doesn't even have to be a recipe, but if you have a goal of losing body fat, you're going to have to limit some protein, some carbs, some fats within that. And then you make it work. Like I do make a cauliflower mash. It's got a load of cheese in it. Heck yeah. It's not something I eat on the norm. Sure. Because it's fattening. <laughs> sure. You know, and, and if I eat it, it's going to exceed my macros. Mm. So it's it's a holiday thing or I'll make it for, you know, my husband. But um, anything can be made deliciously. hmm whether it's keto or low carb or paleo, and it's just if you're using whole foods and if the ingredients within that recipe are nutrient dense, you well, know. And and
1: one of the things I wanted to ask you because you were you were kind of dan- dancing around this earlier is how do you feel about people sort of doing odd replacement for their foods? And what, so let, let me let me tell you what I mean. <laughs> Sometimes I, I see people when they're doing these kinds of diets, they're like, "Well, I really like." such and such. So I'm going to figure out a way to have that, but not the way I used to have it. So they use like sub sugar substitutes um, or they'll use, you know, cauliflower I mean, not cauliflower, uh, coconut flour or something like that, you know, in order to be able to bake yeah. or to, in order to be able to do something like that. How do you, how do you feel about that kind of stuff? So we
2: call that in the keto. If you're keto, we call it keto-fying something. Okay. So you can do it. It's in my book, it's a special occasion thing. Okay. Like I do have, I have a recipe on, on the website that's a, a chocolate peanut butter pie and it's made with PB2,
1: right? which is mm-hmm. the yeah.
2: butter powder and cocoa powder and almond milk and uh, cauliflower rice and things like that. And, and it's, it's good. Uh, it tastes like a, a soft brownie or a, a soft cake or something like that, but that's not going to be made every weekend. Right. You know, that's made for a holiday and you know, if and you're you-
0: not eating that after every meal.
2: Right. Yeah. It's a special occasion and that's it. When it's done, it's done. Mm-hmm. You Don't make it again. Um, and, and then if there's something that is like that, that you're incorporating into your daily food, I would strongly recommend you kind of chill from that a little bit because honestly, meat, vegetables and healthy starches. Where you don't necessarily need to be keto-fying or low carbifying <laughs> <laughs> a recipe, where you can find the replacements flavors in a whole nutritious, nutrient dense way.
0: Would you would you say the reason for that rests a lot into the psyche of the habit?
2: Yes, um, probably initially. Yes, yeah. Break the habits of craving something that you maybe shouldn't be having. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like snacking either. Yeah. Like I have my clients try and cut out snacking. Um, so for the most part, there isn't usually a place for things like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's eat a, f- a meal that's going to satisfy you right. so that it's going to carry you to the next meal type thing. Um, but once you have gotten past the hat, you're in the habit of not making that, then do you really need it? Is it a, an expectation of somebody else? And honestly, if you're craving a peanut butter pie, keto-fying it or low-carbifying it is going to be unsatisfactory. (laughs) (laughs) If you are already on the diet and you've been successful and you can rein yourself in and you know what you need to do, have the piece of peanut butter pie, get it over with and move on. Yeah. You know, you, eating the, the one piece of pie one day, one holiday, whatever, is not going to throw off your entire diet. Right. But it can't happen again and again and again and yeah.
0: again. <laughs> One of the, one of the to, to speak to that, one of the crazy things for me whenever, so, so whenever I did get up to 180 pounds and I needed to lose that weight, I did it on the Atkins diet. Um, I, I, I followed it very closely because I knew too many people that, did it in a way that was unhealthy for them Mm -hmm. and they did it too quickly or they did it in a bad way. So so I wanted to do something that was tried and true. So I did it that way. Um, About week six, um, I I was, you know, in the point where I was adding some things back in and for breakfast one morning, I would always either eat um, bacon and eggs or sausage and eggs every morning for that six weeks. And that morning I decided I'm not going to drink water. I'm going to drink milk. I took a sip of that milk and I never in my life, I, I've, I've liked milk, but it's not like, you know, something that was just like, Oh, I need this milk. Um, I never thought of it as sweet.
2: <laughs> I knew you were going there with that. Yeah. <laughs> I never Your taste buds. Totally. Changed. I had
0: no idea that milk was sweet. Yeah. And I took the, and, and I understand now why my son wants milk over water mm-hmm. because that's, those are the, the options we give him. We give him milk or we give him water. He doesn't really get much else. And he wants milk all the time now i understand why yeah because i drank that milk and i was blown over in fact i had i couldn't drink all of it I'd, i went back and i, I- finished my meal with water because i was like it's too sweet it is and my wife was like what are you talking about you put chocolate in there and i was like no (laughs) it's just regular white milk and it's whole milk because that's what atkins calls for is whole milk if you're gonna drink it which is probably more sweet than other uh than other milks but it's unbelievable you said it's gonna be unsatisfactory until you get off of it and and i think that's one of the the huge things i really want To just kind of circle around for a moment is once you get some of those things out of your system and you get to a healthier place, when you get a little bit of it, it's enough. Yeah. It doesn't take much for you to be satisfied. Um, but I'm concerned sometimes that like for me, I kept, I, you know, after a while I'm like, eh, I'm going to kind of, relax a little bit on this the and then slippery that's when slope <laughs> Yeah, and it doesn't take long to where it's like okay now i really i feel like i want this enough that i'm not really caring how i'm doing anymore and all of a sudden i've gained 10 yeah. pounds back um and so i i think that it really it's a you're, what you're talking about that really i think our listeners i hope they're keying in on is the mindset is the bigger part of the yeah. dieting process than anything Absolutely.
2: else. Absolutely. Once you've gotten the the science down, where meaning you've gotten your macros, whether you've gotten them from me or you've gotten them, you know, somewhere else and they're solid and you know that they're going to get you to your goal, then you just ride that. And the riding it is the hard part because that's the habit. That's the sticking to it that's the following through that's the committing to it every single morning when you wake up saying i'm not going to eat the ice cream Mm -hmm. you know you know and and danica had asked about um the peanut butter
1: right yeah no we, we can get into that if you want yeah
2: and and it all comes down to habits and that's how you break a craving is you take the steps to stop doing the negative habit replace it with a positive habit and um Something like peanut butter. If you cannot control yourself around peanut butter, get it out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And if it's your kids, a do they need it? And if they do, don't steal your kids' food. Mm-hmm. It's their peanut butter. Yeah. It's not your peanut put butter. Their that's name that's on a different
1: it. mindset. Yeah, it, put their right. name it's, on it if you have to. Yeah,
2: put your name on it. Put it yeah. in a different cabinet. That's right. I have clients who have you know the kids' cabinet, the snack cabinet. They don't go in there. The yeah. kids go in there. You right. know. Um, we funny story about peanut butter. I cannot be around nuts. Like mm. there are no nuts in my house. Oh. No nuts are allowed in my house. I, I have no re- self-restraint and I will admit I'm dairy free and nut free as well. Oh, okay. So it's in the house.
1: Are you, are you dairy free and nut free just by choice? By choice. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, it's cause I can't handle myself around cheese I gotcha. and nuts. Oh, wow. I, it, it's, it's ugly. Mm-hmm. So we had to get peanut butter in the house because one of the dogs needed medication well, I made sure that only a clean spoon went in that peanut butter to give to the dog because I would sneak the peanut butter. Uh-huh. So what I had to do was put kibble in the peanut butter. Oh, wow. <laughs> I am not touching the peanut butter <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> because that's how... And now the dogs... Sorry, dogs, you're not getting peanut butter for your right. pills. You
1: kamikaze okay. the peanut butter. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, because that's that's the mind games. And even me, after doing this for so long, I can still slip back into something that's really, you know important to my brain but not to my body and so yeah kibble in the in the peanut butter and the cheese is another thing there can't be cheese in the house i'm constantly sneaking it my husband gets cheese so what i do is we buy the big block i chop it up freezer suck it up put it in the freezer in individual things and we take out one block of cheese for him for the whole week mm. and he knows i i know i can't touch it because it's counted for him yeah Mm. And if I sneak something, he'll be short. Yeah. <laughs> so it's those mind games that even somebody who's doing it a long time and knows all the tips and tricks, Yeah. I still got to play games with my own mind.
1: Are you, are you familiar with uh, a book called The Power of Habit? Yes. Charles Duhigg. Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you read that?
2: I, and I've seen his TED Talk too.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, that guy's incredible. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's he's a journalist, yeah. but like that book, I mean, really opened my eyes to the way just how powerful the brain is. Yep. And I mean, like when you start talking about guys that like, go into complete and full memory loss that their bodies can still operate in some yeah. of those habits.
2: That's autopilot.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know, but yeah. like, then just but like learning about like how the cue works mm-hmm. and how all, that, that whole process. You
2: break the cycle. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And, and I think for me, one of the big takeaways from that, and you, you've mentioned this several times, is it's not enough just to say like, that's a bad habit. I'm going to stop doing that. He he. What he well, he'll, his book will tell you is like you can't just stop about how to. You have to replace it with something else. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a stop-start change. Yeah. Yep. And yep. It, otherwise, you're just going to keep coming back to it. Yep. Yeah. So. And
2: that's why those smart goals are so important too, because those goals are not the end goals. They're the the GPS system. They're the the path you're going to take. The map you're going to use to get to your eventual end goal. Mm-hmm. So when I have my clients do their smart goals, um, both in the Keto Gains boot camps as well as for your Lean Life it's the steps that they need to take on a day to day basis it's not i want to lose 10 pounds it's okay well what do you need to do to lose 10 pounds yeah you know and and that is how you break that cycle, break the habits and change the habits. And yeah, yeah. It, it's all a mind game. Yeah. yeah.
1: And since you, since you mentioned uh the Facebook question that we got, thank you Danica for that question. We had another one from Chelsea that I know you wanted to, to address, you know, what yeah. that, and her question was, what is the best diet for a, for someone with PCOS? Um, so
2: in Texas, um, only licensed dietitians can talk about diet for health purposes. Right. Nutritional coaches can talk about it for body composition. Mm-hmm. That being said, um, there are studies out there that, Chelsea, you can look up. Uh, if you go to the NCB, NC, NCDBI website, I may have gotten those letters wrong. Um, it's studies that you can search terms. Mm-hmm. And if you search term PCOS and ketogenic diet, you will find... References there. Okay. Um, There are definite benefits to a ketogenic diet, and PCOS may be one of them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> maybe not but yeah i i can't directly speak for medical purpose for any diet yeah but i would encourage you to look up some ketogenic and low carb references so
1: so basically for legal reasons you can't actually give advice on right. that because it's a medical issue right. so but there's research out there that's available correct and if you we'll put the link up on the show notes yeah even yeah. if you got the, acronym. the
2: right acronym yeah we'll, we'll, we'll find the
0: right <laughs> on one we'll, we'll put it up there for you chels yeah and i and i think um one one of the things that you sh- certainly should do if you f- if you feel like you've got one of those things is find a doctor that's going to be supportive of those things. Yes. And, and, and that leads me kind of into another thing. And one of the things we've kind of danced around a little bit is the importance of having the support system. Absolutely. And, and so, you know, one of the things that I, I can tell you was a huge benefit to me was having this conversation with my wife before I started this diet Um, Now, now she was totally in favor for it because she she had me at 155 and lean when we got married (laughs) and she knew what that looked like and she knew what that was like to be near me. Right. Um, So whenever I became, you know, plush after that, she was like, I liked you less plush. And so she was she was helpful and she didn't necessarily need to be on the diet. But we, we wound up being on the diet together. Even though, because we were eating healthy, for me, right, mm-hmm. and so I, I think one of the big things that I would tell people that was hugely helpful for me is stay away from people that are going to shame you for doing the right thing. Yep, like don't don't be around people <laughs> that are shameful yep. to you. Um, you know, if you tell them, "Listen, I can't eat that," and they're going to shame you for it. No food pushers. Yeah, yeah. You, you need to you need to find a way to to stop eating with that person yeah. or, or don't talk to them about what you're eating, you know, find a way. I mean, if, if that's one of your good friends, like maybe you need to sit down and talk with them. Look, this is really important to me. And whenever you're doing that to me, it, it throws me off and, and I need you to not do that. And so I think sometimes having those conversations are difficult, but in, at the end of the day, if your goals are such that you want to to be on that right track, you can't, have other people in your life that yeah. are going to throw you off, especially if you're living with them. Yeah, you know, and they're going to throw. Oh, look at this ice cream I'm eating. but you
2: <laughs> wish you could have. Yeah, some, you don't want you somebody know? sabotaging. That's yeah. that's the thing. You want you want to surround yourself with people who will support you. But I actually will tell clients that don't necessarily expect your spouse or the people closest to you to be your support system, because that can damage relationships as well you'll harbor, you know, how come you didn't stop me from eating that? And, you know, Mm. but I love you. You you wanted to, I'm not going to stop you, you know? So having a support system is very important, but don't put the responsibility of you following your goals on somebody else. Well, the only person that you can change is you, right? Right, exactly. And nobody else can do that for you. And my husband, I love him to death. We've been together a long time. But when I was overweight, 275 pounds. He never said a freaking word. You know? <laughs> and I remember I would ask him, you know, Oh, can you help me? Can you help? Well, he's too nice. You know, he loves me for whatever I look like. He doesn't care, but that didn't help me at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, so my support system came from a, the group that understood the way I needed to eat and that the, you know, you learn then and you can stand on your own feet then. Now he's keto by default because he's going to eat what I'm cooking. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, buddy. That's it. And, and he's okay with that, but there are other relationships that, that doesn't work so good. Yeah. You know, if, if one spouse is trying to lose weight and the other one doesn't have to Yeah, they're going to eat ice cream. They're going to eat chips. And, you have to learn the tools to be strong around those people you can't get away from. Yeah. And then the people you can't get away from you, the first step is avoid, you know, <laughs> avoid the event, avoid the human, avoid circumstance. And then as you become stronger, then you can start incorporating those things and you can be faced with them and still say no, you yeah. know. no is very powerful.
1: But I, I imagine one of the, one of the big minefields of uh, diet failure is the home.
0: Yeah. So uh, failure to (laughs) plan and buy, you know, buying the things at the grocery store that you shouldn't buy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, if you, if you, if you don't mind, walk us, walk us through like some of the, maybe some of like the biggest mistakes that you see people making in their homes, uh, that, that are really detrimental to achieving their goals.
2: Having excuses for something in the house that doesn't need to be there. Okay. Um, Going back to an example of peanut butter, you know, the, the jar of peanut butter sitting in the pantry and you keep dipping into it. Well, if you're the only person eating the peanut butter, it doesn't need to be there. Throw it away. Right. You know, don't blame it on the kids. Kids aren't eating it. You're the only one eating it. <laughs> so <laughs> a, a pantry clean out, okay. you know, not doing that pantry clean out, not doing that freezer or fridge clean out, really evaluating what foods need to be there, what foods don't need to be there um, and not setting boundaries for the foods that you can't get rid of. You know, Mm. because if your spouse or your kids are actually eating something that triggers you, you have to figure out a way to remind yourself that's not your food. Don't steal other people's food. Mm. And there was a point after the first flood um, that we were living with my parents in a tiny, they, they live in a guest house on our property. And um, it was the four of us adults. They had no furniture. They had just moved in and they had a dog and we had eight dogs. So there's nine dogs in the house and stress was high. Yeah. I was literally putting notes in their pantry cause they had nuts and they had cheese <laughs> and, and they had cake and they had, you know, they're, they're like carboholics. I had notes in the fridge. I had notes in the pantry. I had to keep reminding myself mm. because nobody else was going to do it. They weren't yeah. going to get rid of the food. No. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the biggest hurdles people have is what they're faced with in their own house and control what they can. And then, Kind of got to breathe through the rest and,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: figure out what coping mechanisms and and I I help my clients figure out the best way to go about that and everyone's different. You yeah, know, some people can relegate their foods to just a specific corner so they don't have to even look at other things or they have a second fridge or you know whatever. Um, but yeah, not not addressing what's actually in the house. Yeah, and getting getting rid of what doesn't have to be there.
1: Yeah. And thinking that you're strong enough to actually withstand the temptation. No,
2: (laughs) no, no. you're not. Because (laughs) again,
0: we're dealing with addictive types of things.
2: Yeah. Right. And until you're into the habit, you know, you, you got to get through the discipline first and starting with that discipline is the hard part. Yeah. And then when, once the habits are formed, it makes it a little easier and then comes the autopilot and then it's like, okay, you can have peanut butter in the house. Yeah. Some people can, I can't. Um, but yeah, it's, it's baby steps and taking those steps to go forward. And yeah,
0: and, and I think one of the things that really helped us is um, curbside pickup mm-hmm. at the grocery store. Not going in the grocery store <laughs> was really helpful for us because, uh, well, first of all, I, I got to avoid the crowds, okay? Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I, I was forced to put you know, to eat what I put in my cart, mm-hmm. a virtual cart. Yeah. And then they brought it out to me. I didn't have the the impulse buy option, right? So that really helped. The other thing that helped me, and, and again, this goes back to, it's one thing to have to have a spouse that's um, keeping you on track. It's another thing to have a spouse that's this willing to be supportive mm-hmm. of you. Those are two different things. Yep. Like them being responsible for it versus them being supportive. So right. one of the things that my wife would do is say, Hey, um, I just need you to put something on the list if you need it. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, if you're running out of lettuce, I, I would rather you I don't I don't want to be responsible for knowing that. Just put it on the list and yep. I'll buy it for you. Yep. So if you're not the one making the list, to communicate well yep. w- was really helpful yeah. for me. And you know, there's one other thing that I wanted to circle back to before I forgot. And um you were talking about spouses and, and how you know they they may still eat the ice cream, they may still mm-hmm. eat the whatever. There comes a point and it's pretty quick within f- two or three weeks that you that doesn't bother you anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Really, re- I promise you, people. It really doesn't bother you anymore. It's not even, it's not attractive to you like yep. it used to be.
2: Yep. And and you know, especially with the holidays, you're going to go to somebody's house and they're going to have a spread of desserts, and and you know that that's not on your plan. And you know, but if you plan ahead, you can allow yourself something within reason, within control, um, or you can choose to no, I'm just going to eat my normal food. You know, there's always the fork in the road you can, you can, as long as you can control whichever way you go, it's an okay decision. It's when you go one way and you just go crazy. Yeah. You know, that's where the problems Mm. come in. And some spouses are not support, like you said, supportive versus, you know, being Responsible. responsible, Yeah. you know, and there are some who will actively try and sabotage you because, you know there are relationships lost when people start losing massive amounts of weight because there's a, a maybe an aspect of control that's lost there's more independence gained from you know the party that's more in control so there's a lot and again it goes right back to the mental stuff yeah right, right back to you know it all plays together. It has nothing to do with food <laughs> yeah. most yeah. of the time. It That's has right. zero to do with food. It's That's it's right. it's the social interactions. It's the emotional connections. The stress, all that stuff that we use. Food is the funnel for, or the the. Comp- makes us complacent
1: well yeah any, anytime you assert control over something you are you are in, in in a sense you know adjusting the hierarchy of the relationships around you mm. you know because you you have asserted a, a a dominance over something that maybe the people around you haven't been able to do yet right and so like to them it's it's not it's not that you're eating healthy or you're doing this you're you know you're asserting you know your your dominance yeah And 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 even though you're not, you're not consciously doing that, but like to them, it's perceived as that way because you're bettering yourself. Yeah. Um, and it's, and for some people that's threatening.
2: And the really, in essence, the only thing you can truly control is what you put in your mouth that you can't control what anybody else does or says, or how they react to you. You can control what you put in your mouth and how you respond to circumstances. Mm. So that's where the focus needs to be. For whatever the diet is and whatever your goal is, is you are the only person that should be controlling what's put in your mouth and then control how you respond to the circumstances you're put in in relation to food. Yeah. And I
0: think one of the things you just said that that just rang true in my brain was. Uh, you, you mentioned the diet, and and I think too many people see a diet as temporary.
2: Oh yeah, no, and, diet's what you eat. Period.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and they they think about oh, I'm going to go on a diet, and I'm going to lose this weight if I if I can, and then. Eh. I'm going to quit the diet. Yeah. You know, and at the end of the day, (laughs) so you're going to be in a repetitive cycle Mm -hmm. and that's what I find myself in. So, uh,
2: (laughs) get off the the hamster wheel. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think
0: finding a way to change your lifestyle, if, if that's what you need to do, then do it. And you know, my, my hope for those that are listening today, um, is that you do choose, if you need to, choose to make the lifestyle change and it doesn't end after two weeks because it gets too hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, stick to it, make a plan. And and at the end of the day, also, I think it's worth hiring someone to help you if you are not strong enough to do it on your own. Yeah. And and the likelihood of you being able to do it on your own is, is a lot harder than I think a lot of people realize. Yeah,
2: and and what I do and what other nutritional coaches do, and and it's guiding. It's not it's not doing it for you. Uh I'm I'm like the guide dog. You tell me where you want to go and I will help you get there. Yeah. But if you deviate, I can only do so much to bring you back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're a coach. I mean
0: a, yeah. a, a a quarterback coach can't throw the ball for someone. Right. But they can teach you the motions in order to to do it correctly. Right. Um so that yeah. Well yeah. And, and
1: I think that that raises a, a good question is <laughs> say someone doesn't live here. And have access to someone like you. Mm-hmm. How do they find somebody? Say they live in a weird state, like I don't know, New Jersey, um, and <laughs> they. <laughs> how, how do they? How do they find some? How can they? How can they begin the process of finding someone to give them some coaching, some help?
2: Well, I I actually work with people all over. So I've, uh, there's, I have clients I've never met in person. I do one-on-one virtual where we'll FaceTime or we'll Skype or we'll, you know, Zoom. And it's, it's still a one-on-one and the
1: internet is a beautiful thing. Isn't it? Yeah. So you, so you have access to a lot of people across the country then.
2: Yeah. 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 And so, so. So they can find you. They can find me. Yes. And, and a lot of how I track what they do is I, I mentioned it before I use chronometer and I log into their chronometer so I can actually see as long as they're actually truthful. Right. You know, cause you can lie. Yes. Everybody lies. We all learn that from <laughs> house. Um, <laughs>
1: he wasn't wrong. <laughs>
2: yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I can see what's on their chronometer. I can steer them in to improve. We can write notes back and forth. I have them, right. But yeah, it's not a, it doesn't have to be a, a- in-person touch one-on-one okay. thing. It can be a virtual thing. Yeah. Um, but then if they need that one-on-one touch, uh, really look for people with certifications in, nu- in the nutrition world. Like okay. ISA um, specialist in, in fitness nutrition is one I have. Uh, precision nutrition is another certification. Um, my most recent one is Menno Henselman um, personal training, which incorporates More than fifty percent of the course is on nutrition, Um, so you know don't go for the Instagram model that (laughs) wants to send you macros and then you're never going to hear from again. You know, there's 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 ways to ferret out reliable help, and you'll see you'll you'll kind of see a pattern if you're following somebody. Uh, what's accurate and what's not accurate. And yeah. and if they're honest and open, I mean, I, for the most part, I don't use a filter. <laughs> <You> know, like <laughs> when I'm posting on Instagram, you're going to see the roles and the this and that and, and whatnot. And and the, the communication is, is huge. Mm-hmm. If you're not in communication, meaning if I'm not in communication with my clients, they will falter a little bit. You know, some can be very independent. Others need a little bit more coaching. Yeah. But, um, me personally, I can do it virtually, but yeah, if you're going to find somebody that you want one-on-one, make sure they have some kind of actual education, knowledge background, doesn't have to be college education, but some kind of background that it's not bro science as well. Certifications help. Yes. I mean, it's, it's definitely means that they took the time to learn. It's not just what they heard or what they read on YouTube, or I guess you'd watch on YouTube. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of hokey things out there
1: and, mm.
2: you know, some of them work even though they're bro science, but are they actually the most nutrient dense? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I learned a new word. I learned a new word and I too. Have bro
1: science? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. No. I'm going to be using it pretty regular now.
2: <laughs> 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 That's good. <laughs> glad I could uh. ed- ed- edumacate you a little bit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man. That's good. Well, uh, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you were hoping to talk about? I think we covered. Okay. I mean,
1: yeah. Everybody, Good. Everybody's ready to kick rear on these uh, New Year's goals and resolutions. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's possible. Absolutely. I'm, I mean, it really is possible. I mean, okay. yeah. goodness. I mean, if, if Craig can do it... <laughs> Anybody can do it no. and, and, and just brag on him. He was just telling us before, uh, before the show, he's lost 40 pounds over the past 75 days. Yeah. So yeah, that's awesome.
2: Now the key is keep tomorrow's it the fight. last day of his diet. That, that's my tagline. Lose fat, learn to lose fat and yeah. maintain and maintain. maintain. Yeah. Life. That, you know, that, that's the whole important part.
1: That, that is, that is the key. I mean, cause it, I mean, like, like for, for me, it, I, I, it's been a, I, I'd, I'd gotten to the point where I was at over a long period mm-hmm. of time, you know? And so like, it wasn't going to, uh, it wasn't going to come off quick. Um, and I, uh, the, this one was, I mean, it was a specific 75 days in order to do some, some personal habits and development stuff. And it wasn't, it wasn't really a diet. Um, but because of that, I did, I did lose the weight. Um, but the, the, the my big takeaway from it was, uh, no matter what, no matter if, if you set aside a certain amount of time to do something, whether it be a, a diet or a fitness goal or a, uh, an educational goal or anything, if you're really focused on it, it's going to be inconvenient at some point in time. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's going, and like, so for me, Thanksgiving was a big inconvenience mm-hmm. <laughs> because there's lots of good tasty food that didn't fall in line with what I was mm-hmm. trying to accomplish. Um, and I had to forego those things. Yeah. Um, and, and not necessarily, I wasn't necessarily happy about it, you know, <laughs> but it did it. Yeah. Um, just because I wanted, I wanted to get here. Yeah. Um, and
2: that, that goes back to the mindset where, you know, Thanksgiving is, Although it seems like it's about a meal, it's not. It's about being thankful for the people around you. Right, so by yeah. focusing on the, the family and the friends and the fun, you can just, the food is just there if need be. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's there to feed you. And there's different ways you can approach holidays and events and things like that. Like, I learned when we came here from Jersey that the Super Bowl is not about a football game. <laughs> it is not. Oh, no. <laughs> it's the about wings. wings and pizza. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, we, I had to get out of that mindset and be like, no, I'm here for the people and for the football game and the commercials. Honestly, yeah. I'm there for the commercials. <laughs> but it's not the food. You know, I eat before I go and you know, enjoy or, and that, that's a big thing too, with social events, eat before you go, you know, going to the movies doesn't mean you have to eat popcorn. You're good. You're there for the movie, not there for the popcorn, (laughs) you know? So eat before you go and and watch the two hours. You don't have to stuff your face in two hours. That's right. You know, so it's, it's even Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's be there for the social.
1: Absolutely. So it's not the the reason for the season is not Turkey. Right. So even though you can have Turkey,
2: yeah, <laughs> turkey's great. Actually, that's one of the easier holidays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you know, and that's, that's probably a good. I mean, like by the time people are listening to this episode, they're they're probably going to be coming down off of some Christmas guilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, and not because they spent too much, but yeah. that that may be a totally different episode.
0: Um, <laughs>
3: <laughs> I can't help with that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But, well, listen, uh, it's uh, probably getting down to the nitty gritty on this yeah. episode. All right. It's time for the final four. The final four. That's right. The most important part of the The, the thing, most serious part. The, the thing that all of our listeners, to, uh, listeners l- look forward to more than any part of our show is the final four. It's final
1: four. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, 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 maybe they just cut it off right here. I don't know. <laughs> but same four questions we ask all our guests. First question is this. What's the must-have tool you won't leave your house without?
2: All right, so my initial question, my initial answer was going to be my phone. Okay. But I, that's probably everybody, but honestly, it's my bug out bag. Ooh. Your bug out bag. Yeah. It's okay. in the back of both of our cars. Nice. Okay. And it's got everything in it that I could possibly take. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of cheating because it's a lot. <laughs> it's the bag. It's the bag. It yeah. just happens to have things <laughs> in it. stuff in yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. All right. That's my real one. Cool. I'm a
1: fan. I like I like a good bug out bag.
2: Yeah. Anything, what? yeah, what, what's in your bug-out bag? Oh, there's uh, med kits and and plastic forks and a can opener and the break glass thing that has the seatbelt cutter mm-hmm. and uh, there's gloves and... Is it, yeah, it? there's food, there's MREs in there. And okay, I think it harkens back from living in Jersey and being stuck in blizzards, ah. so... You're in your car. You're stuck on the side of the road. Oh, that's I true. Yeah. Everything. We, yeah, there's even one of the foil blankets in there. Nice. Probably don't need it in Texas, but you never know. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
0: People but, yeah. use foil here to cover their food. <laughs> yeah. Because in Houston, we don't use blankets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need blankets yeah. down here. So, <laughs> but That's in my bug out. All right. That. Cool. Second question. What's a job you've walked away from?
2: Okay. So my transition into full-time nutritional coaching was when I officially retired from dental hygiene. Okay. And that was, it was the dentist I work for retired and I tried to go with the new company. It just didn't work out. And, and I said, this, this is closing the door.
0: Yeah. I'm sure that was tough. I mean, you, was. you, you went through a lot of schooling in order to, yes. and, and I was money. a
2: hygienist for 20 years. Wow. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: So, that's yeah. tough to walk away from when you, like, yeah. you have all that experience. I've
2: and- like three or four times since then and, and reminded me why I don't want to do it again. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's good money. I like the people. I mean, i made great friends, great patients and, and whatnot, but I like doing this. Yeah. Um, okay. And it's on your own schedule. Yeah. That's- from home. Yeah.
0: <laughs> cool. I love it. All right. Third question. How do you wind down at the end of a long day?
2: We watch House Hunters. <laughs> uh, oh, <Do> you <laughs> I like,
0: think every night. Do you like the stateside one or the international one better? Do you have a certain version you like? Uh,
2: I think I like the stateside one best. Okay. Yeah, just because I have no interest in travel. Okay. We when we vacation we go one place and that's it. Okay. So I like I like. Especially ones that are Texas related. Yeah. <laughs> and Jersey related. Yeah. But because uh, you recognize some stuff? I,
0: yeah. Okay. Can, yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. All right. Now now I'm curious.
1: Yeah, we gotta know about this vacation. What uh,
2: Aruba. Aruba.
1: Ooh, really? Nice. Yep. Bakuti.
0: That's oh. the that's
2: the resort. Aruba's the island. I mean the Beach Boys liked it. Yeah. <laughs> they so. liked a whole slew of places. Yes, they <laughs> did. But
0: Aruba was one of them Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bahama. Montego. About, okay. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I, I want to take you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Aruba. Cool.
1: I apologize. Internet for Kevin.
0: <laughs> you, you take the good with the bad. <laughs> it's mostly bad. So, well, I, I was hoping it was going to be Disney. That's, we were, I was. It
2: used to be when my parents lived there. Okay. We could go on the cheap. Yeah. Uh, but now if we have to pay for a hotel and it, oh, yeah. not it's worth it. It's very
3: <laughs>
0: expensive. It is. Well, Craig and I have a special place in our heart for, That's right. for Disney, but. It's okay. Aruba's probably. I mean, it's up there. <laughs> I'd go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would go. All right. Next question. Last question. Last question. What's one of the best pieces of wisdom or advice you've ever received?
2: I, I think it's going to be probably overall. It's going to be do the thing.
1: Do the thing. Yep. What, what does that mean to you?
2: Basically, if you have a goal or if there's something you you want to achieve. Do what it takes to get there. Mm. Like, stop farting around. Stop playing games. Just do the thing. Do the thing. Do what you need to do to get you where you
0: want to be. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Speaking of doing the thing, I think I did the thing wrong. You did the thing <laughs> wrong? I think I missed the third thing. You did miss the third thing. What am I doing? I don't know. I think I'm fired. <laughs> I'm fired. Oh, you're fired from this episode. Okay, okay. So yeah, because he's not going to remember the questions. Uh the Third question, we just completely missed. I thought we got three. Okay, go ahead. N- no, okay. how do you wind down at the end of a? No, long she game? was she, house, she, hunters. She house Hunters. She house Hunters. House Hunters. <laughs> was the one that was the thing. That was. So you got them all.
3: Yeah,
2: you Damn,
0: got all four them all. I'm an
1: idiot.
0: At least you're not fired.
2: <laughs> you need some nutrients. <laughs> <right here. laughs>
0: Anybody got some snacks laying around? <laughs> I
2: was like, I thought I counted. Five.
0: Well, we, no, we do.
1: Right. Since Kevin got all the questions, we do have the secret fifth question. Oh, boy. Right. Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> you didn't warn me about that one. <laughs>
1: all right. How do people get a hold of you if they want to find you?
2: Oh, well, they can. Uh, probably the easiest, because it has all the information on it, is my website, which is uh, yourleanlife.com.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. And there, there's also a Facebook page, um, but yourleanlife.com. has got my phone number on there. It's got... You know, email. All It'll that connect stuff. you to Facebook to everything yep. else. Instagram. I have two different Instagrams depending on if you want to follow. I've got the one for your Lean Life LLC, and then I've got my own one for the lifting and the the resistance training and weightlifting. That's Keto Lifting Chick.
1: Okay. Okay. So
2: you can find they kind of intertwine. All right. Awesome.
1: That's impressive that you got that that handle.
2: That's <laughs> that's <what I> mean. <laughs>
1: you know i the yeah. you know, lifting chair yeah i mean like I, I would i would imagine that one was like i've had
2: that one for er, years early days on instagram uh, yeah. i've had so do you
1: know, do, you, you, know. do you sell these bad boys on your uh, on your website no no,
2: those I give away.
1: These are just for special people. Those are for special yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. So for those of you not watching on the uh, but I do on the YouTube if you, channel. If
2: you're, I have a spread shirt uh, spread shop for shirts and stuff like that. So oh, If, okay. if you if you go to the gym, it's geared mostly towards women, just because we wear cute things at the gym. Um, but there's shirts with sayings that are my motivational saying, like stronger than your excuses. And I do came, the thing. You, no, I don't have do the okay. thing. Actually, oh, do come the, on. You need that. Do the thing was from, uh, Brenda, who is a fellow coach on keto Gains. Okay. I think she started that and I, I, that has been one of the things that's always stuck in the back. Just of give head. her credit at the bottom. That's and a good one. That's, <laughs>
0: the, Yeah, that's a good one, though. That would be a great slogan on a shirt. Do the thing. I'll, I'll have to give her kickbacks if I do that. Yeah, so. hey, that's fine. That's, hey, that way someone else is
1: pushing your product. That's right. That's, <laughs>
0: that's right. Hey, 5%. Five, anybody. Five, 5%. Well, what what Craig is referring to is you gave us a shaker bottle. Yes. Which is awesome. These things super are super cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a little compartment at the bottom to put your powder in. Yeah. So pretty cool. You can also hide like jelly beans in there. No. But I think that would be against the rules. Don't don't go hide.
2: <laughs> well, actually, you know, I have every day. I do uh, do two rolls of Smarties because oh. it's I do a targeted ketogenic diet. So right before I work out, I have a hit of glucose. Okay. Ah. So I could technically put Smarties in the bottom. <laughs>
0: Smarties, the healthy candy. dextrose. yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Well listen, uh, you know, we this has been this has been great. I, I appreciate you taking the time to, to well, thank come. Thank you and for join having us. me. Yeah, no, this has been awesome. Yeah. Cool. And 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 so timely. I mean we couldn't yeah. we couldn't have found a, a better opportunity to bring a nutrition coach on than yes. uh New Year's New Year's, Year's. yeah. I mean it's
2: <laughs> perfect timing.
0: Yeah. You know it's not like we planned it. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so enjoy the rest of your evenings. I'm just going to start fresh tomorrow. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. That's exactly right. Craig,
0: what have we missed?
1: Uh, if you haven't hit the subscribe button, we need you to go ahead and hit that. If you haven't left a review, that is one of the kindest, nicest things that you could do for 2020 is to leave the Homeowner Show a good old fat review up on the, uh, the apples there or the Spotify's or the Stitcher's or the Podbean, whatever. Just don't use Kevin's.
0: i'm sticking with it man
1: yeah we haven't mentioned it in like several weeks and that makes me just happy and jolly
0: well you know what you've been doing less shaming in general recently
1: well on air
0: oh yeah on air <laughs> people think people are going to start thinking you're nice well <laughs> let's let's flip that scale and yeah, let, let people know
1: well, there's reality and there's there. reality okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> well in in all seriousness uh you know we we look forward to 2020 being a great year uh being a being an opportunity for for the homeowner show to which, grow i mean which by the way i mean like this is like the first full year that we've been in like That's we did true
1: we didn't i mean we started in 2018 yeah, we, we did. weren't we weren't around for all of 2018 this no, we is weren't. the first year we've been around for. Yeah, it's
0: been a solid year. Yeah. It's been good for us. We kicked its butt. Yeah, we did. I expect 2020 to be better, but it, it really is going to be up to you guys that are listening to to keep following us, to subscribe, to, you know, leave us those reviews, to share, share our episodes with friends, those sorts of things. Uh, that's going to help us continue to be able to do these episodes and stuff. So,
1: yeah, I don't know what happened this, like this week in particular, like our Facebook was like blowing up. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome. People were following us. I mean, were you sending folks on? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. All right.
0: Well, we'll take whatever we can get. Uh, we do, we really do appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, we, we're going to be here every Tuesday. So, uh, subscribing keep listening Uh, but until then we'll see you next time see ya